Hello and welcome to the Gemcast on Hologram Radio. This is Alex Knight, and I am joined by Aline Sims, founder of the Less Than or Equal podcast, and science fiction writer Kay Tempest Bradford. In season three, episode seven, The Day the Music Died, Jem is led away from her responsibilities by Riot on a cruise. When the rest of the holograms are unable to pay Starlight Music's debt, the misfits buy out both Starlight Music and the Stinger's sound, forcing the holograms and the Stingers to submit to the Misfits' control. This makes the Misfits into a mega-group ruling the airwaves. Rio, the holograms, and the Stingers have to find Riot and Jim fast in order to get their lives back to normal. Stay tuned for an action-packed episode. Showtime, Synergy! This week's show notes are written by none other than Kay Tempest Bradford. We just wanted to give her a big thank you for doing the show notes this time. So you will notice that the style of the notes are going to be a little bit different, obviously, because they're in (laughs) her own voice. This is going to be great. Before we begin this week, I just wanted to mention to everybody, if in case you missed our announcement the other day on Twitter and Facebook... We have partnered with our friends at Signal.fm, and we have put together for last week's episode a little bit of an experiment, real-time transcriptions. And if you go to gem.signal.fm, you can check that out now. That's gem.signl.fm, and you can listen along to last week's episode and watch the transcribed speech-to-text, which is pretty cool. Now, the great thing about this is that it's actually quite accurate, but because there are a few mistakes in there, you can actually go and easily submit changes. So we need your help to jump in and make any corrections that you see. That would be really, really awesome. That'll just make the the whole automatic speech to text thing even smarter as it learns what words should be spelled a certain way. So do that now. We open this week with the theme song, as always, but about halfway through Kimber's voice yells, Stop! I loved and it. the theme loved song winds down like an old movie reel. And she broke the fourth wall. Yeah. For the first time, I think. I loved it. Yeah, this was actually yeah. one of the better ways an episode is opened. It, it totally, it got my attention. I was like, they've literally never done this. I was, you know, settled in my chair and ready to watch Jim and the Holograms. And I'm singing the theme song just like I always do. And then it like totally cut off, cut off. And I was like, oh my God, what is going on? So I, I liked it. I thought it was cool. Indeed. Well, there isn't going to be a story today, Kimber informs us, because Jerrica is gone and so is Jim. Also, Kimber is wearing an outfit we haven't seen since that time she started having lesbian sex with Stormer. Something's up. Uh-oh, she says, that Jim and the holograms will never play again. It's true. They're never going to play again. That's the entire premise of this episode. So we should just stop watching right now. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, if there's not going to be a story today, we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> I have. Okay. So at the end of our podcast, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about what I feel actually happened in this episode. Um, and, and the clue to my theory starts with this fact that Kimber is breaking the fourth wall and talking to us. Um, 
also, I just really love that the I'm having sex with Stormer outfit came back. You think that was just uh, a coincidence or I mean, it must be intentional. I'm curious about what they're working relationship now. That's true. That's true. They they have time and occasion to see one another more frequently. Mm hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, I I think it's really, really interesting that we start with this whole fourth wall breaking thing, because isn't there an implication there that they've they realize they've been followed by a documentary film crew the entire time this has happened been happening like I, I was like, is this reality TV before reality TV is really a thing? What what's going on now? I have a whole new perspective on Gem and the Holograms and what's going on here. Is the office before the office? Hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. It all started three months ago. This episode is full of flashbacks and the characters talking directly to the audience. Kimber starts us off. Jerrica is doing her typically terrible job of being CEO of Starlight Music. She's fighting with Shayna and Rio, snapping Kimber's head off, screaming at the staff, and in general, not being managerial material. I mean, she was so terrible. She was just being the worst. Like, poor Shayna. She's criticizing Shayna for no good reason and then yelling at Shayna for for stomping off. Uh, Rio, of course, deserved all the yelling that she did at him because he was being just gross. Awful, yeah. He was being really terrible. He's like, well, if you're going to be a tightwad, I'm like, sir, sir, there are budgets. This this company is clearly not making any money. You can just back off right now. Well, it's just but an idiotic was, comment to make and just really rude was. and un- unnecessary. It was. Although, but Kimber, when she comes in to like say, oh, don't forget that, you know, we have a we have a thing. Uh, Jerrica was really overly rude to her. I mean, I realized that it was sort of like a last straw kind of thing because she was super frustrated, but she was terrible. This is not the first time Jem has been burnt out. No, it isn't. You know, we, we do see this occasionally where... Jerrica is like doing too much and working too hard and she just kind of loses it at everybody. I, I just want to point out one thing. Um, I think actually that this episode, maybe it aired in the order, in this order, but I think it was written and meant to go after the episode that happens two episodes from now because Kimber mentions Regine and we don't meet Regine for two episodes. So that's kind of interesting. I wondered about okay. that. Yeah. That's may- maybe a Netflix thing. Sometimes they mix up the episodes. Kimber continues to blame herself for not seeing how stressed Jerrica was. She relates how at a concert later, Jem is continuing with her, I'm stressed and I'm going to take it out on everyone shtick. She's mad at Rio because his van broke down and he can't set up the concert. Jem proceeds to try and do so herself, attempting to lift a giant speaker that's twice as wide and twice as tall as she is. And she's trying to do this in heels. What is going on here? Well, she's ridiculous. I, can, I, <laughs> can I also point out that like, well, yeah, everything's ridiculous. But can, can I just ask, where is everybody else? Because like, she's like, oh, Rio can't get here. But... Like, it takes more than one person to set up a concert. Like, Rio couldn't have picked up that speaker by himself either. So how is it that Rio not coming means that the concert doesn't get set up? I mean, I know Starlight Music is in financial straits and all, and we get, like, a very clear picture of that later, but you got to hire more than one roadie. Yeah. This is an ongoing theme, though, with this show, right? I mean, woefully understaffed in so many ways. Three people working at Starlight Music. 
Right. It, it's just really ridiculous, especially since, as we learn later, the Stingers are also playing this concert. And who knows what kind of concert this is that the holograms and the Stingers are playing it since they're supposed to not really like each other that much. But whatever. Moving on. Don't the Stingers have people? They have a record company that's run ably, I assume, by Eric Raymond. Where are their roadies? Like it, the premise, the premise. It's getting, it's a little slipping. Kimber's reminiscing is interrupted by Pizzazz, who calls her a hollow twerp and tells her to come on. They've got work to do. A hollow twerp. Oh, that's yeah, that's creative. <laughs> but then it's like dun dun dun. Why is Pizzazz telling Kimber? to come on and do some work while Kimber is wearing her I'm having lesbian sex with Stormer outfit. Mm -hmm. What's happening? <laughs> I remember the first time I watched this episode, I was a little bit just like, wait a minute, what? At that point, like, oh, oh, oh what? And Kimber's like, okay, I will do yeah. this thing. She's, and she, she uses her little girl voice. Yes, pizzazz. Uh -huh. Excuse me? We switch to Rhea, who's hanging out at the concert venue, reminiscing. She's wearing a slightly more than usual ugly outfit. She says joining the holograms was the happiest day of her life. But she didn't realize her happiness would be over so quickly. She flashes back to the concert, which was apparently a doubleheader since the Stingers are playing too. Everyone in the audience is enchanted by Riot, including Jem. Okay, and we get to the first song of this episode called... Under My Spell. I like this song. I, I love this song. <laughs> it's got a great melody. It does. And it's, again, it's one of those things where, you know, the Stingers have a very different sound. And so that's that's nice and refreshing. Um, and also, if out of context, these lyrics are really nice. They're like, oh, you're going to take me away from all this. We're living free in a world that's all our own. It, it takes on an ominous tone later, but right now in the moment, it's great. <laughs> and I love, I haven't mentioned it yet. I love, I really love, 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 God, Jem's outfit. I like the side ponytail. I like the bright pink foofy dress. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's, a, it's one of her better outfits, actually. Yeah. It's quite nice. Even though she tried, she was wearing it when she was trying to set up a concert. Yeah, that was a little ridiculous. A lot ridiculous, but, but yeah. So, so yeah, Jim's Jim's outfit is really great here. The one thing I did notice with with the video, because like I said, the song itself is really great. But so Ryan is performing right on on this stage, and every now and then we flash to like Ryan's daydreams about doing whatever with Jim, which is whatever. But then Riot comes off the stage, comes over to you know stage left or whatever hands Kimber the microphone and then takes Jem up on the stage with him and continues to sing. Uh-huh. How is anybody hearing his voice? He had his backup microphone, lapel mic. Oh. All right. Yeah. I'm okay. Immediately after he grabs her, runs out of the building into a limo and is gone before anyone really understands what's happening. This is bad. But Rhea warns us it's about to get worse. Back in the present, Roxy rolls up in the Rockin' Roadster and yells at Rhea that there's work to be done. We switch to Riot. Again, to this, like, wait mm -hmm. a minute. How come, how come Roxy is telling them there has to be work? I understand. 
this is terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Something terrible is on the horizon, you guys. It's terrible. Also, just like once again, Raya is just he's so heavy handed. He's just like, I'm just gonna take Jem. It's like everybody move out the way, everybody. I'm just run to this limo. And Jem is just like, Well, I'm gonna follow you because that never went badly ever. Right. We've discussed this before, but he really must have some kind of hypnotic effect on people that he can just turn on and off. Listen like to the sound of my voice. <laughs> right? That's what it is. Yeah, because he's just, like, in the last episode, Jim literally was like, Ugh, you're just the worst person ever, and I hate you, and I only love Rio. That was literally yesterday. Today, I'm running out the concert to the limo with a dude who I have said repeatedly is the worst guy ever. Yep. Ugh. He's 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 got something. I don't know what it is, but there's something. Something about Riot. We switch to Riot who is wearing some kind of Tarzan outfit and laughing in a jungle. Oh my god. While Jim lounges in a hammock nearby. <laughs> what is wrong with this picture? So many things. I mean, it's like there what what is happening? It's very very confusing and Riot is Yeah. You know. Well, Riot is his jolly self laughing and also addressing the audience, also breaking the fourth wall. Quote, this is great. No Rio, no holograms. I have Jim all to myself. Okay, and also, can we just talk about what the animators had him doing with his hands? Yeah. When he said that. What was he doing with his hands? They, they were like grabby hands creepy yeah. grabby hands like he would maybe like try to honk a boob or something it yeah was... like it was it was very very explicitly sexual i thought i was like ah. yeah i, I ah. think he said out loud it was like a wtf moment where it was just like yeah what is happening yeah i mm. that was not okay he tells us that he got what he wanted as usual, and relates what happened after he whisked Jem away from the concert. Turns out, so, he took her to the docks where crew, a cruise ship awaits. The ship was bound for Mexico, and he brings Jem on it because she needs to get away from it all for a bit. Jem objects, saying she has responsibilities. Wright tells her, that doesn't matter. And, anyway, the boat has set sail. The boat did what? Boats don't move that quickly. I'm just throwing it out there. Right. Oh, thank and you for also, that reality check, Aline. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> like, <laughs> that ship went really far, really fast. Right? He's like, well, you can't go anywhere because look, right. we already land is a, a distant memory. Also, Jem just accepts this way too easily he's uh -huh. like oh well the boat's already sailed and she isn't like she didn't really pull up yeah she didn't put up a, a put up a huge fight or anything right like dude just this there's been no consent like that's there has been no consent maybe her subconscious was just like you know what jim slash jerica you need to take this break and sh she was like okay being stranded on a ship with riot is the perfect way to relax <laughs> uh, like, I don't know about that. They don't have, they don't have a ticket, and they don't have luggage. And I mean, you can buy things on the boat, but 
it was it was um i had questions yeah I had questions i mean i feel like what they were trying to go for was just like what you said where she's like well i do need to relax somewhat and this is not a terrible way but i still feel like the fact that some dude just brought me here to a cruise without telling me without getting my consent and then he's like well you're trapped because the boat has set sail and you have no way to contact your family at home to tell them where you went. That's yeah. I, mm. And and he's he's the creepy guy who you've already told no at least twice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's once again, we have like yesterday we were in Greece and you said, get away from me. Today we're sailing on a boat to Mexico. Okay. Over the next few days, Riot and Jim enjoy shipboard activities, such as eating food and winning <laughs> at roulette. Oh, I'm sure. Jem says she feels... Roulette. Yeah, roulette. Roulette? It's I, roulette. roulette. Roulette? Okay, sorry. Roulette. I don't play that game, yeah, clearly. Jem okay. <laughs> says she feels they are the only two people in the world. According to Riot, they are. Jem says that this is what she needed, some rest and relaxation. But she can't wait to get back to her sister. Ah, Jem, stop giving away your secrets. Right? She's not supposed to have a sister. Exactly. Riot tells her that she doesn't need any of those people. They only need each other. Well, of course mm-hmm. he's going to say that. <sighs> okay. Now we reached the part in the episode where I was like, wait a minute. Because I remember finding this episode odd as a kid. But also kind of liking it because it's it's ridiculous. Okay. And... For some reason, when I got the DVDs, I didn't watch this episode. So it's been a really long time since I've seen it. When we got to that moment where Riot says, "You don't, we don't need any of these other people. We only need each other. Immediately, I said, that is what abusers say when they are trying to separate their victims from their support system. Yep. Do you think that he is that type of person? Yes. I think this episode yeah. proves it. And that's why, even though like I was so excited for this episode, because I like like I said, I had these memories of sort of really enjoying it. As I was watching this episode, I was like, this is terrible, and no small children should watch it ever. Because there's really no discussion of this. There is no discussion of how creepy and abusive. Oh, he is creepy. Is. I won't argue with you there. But right. Abusive? But, like, I don't know. Well, this is this is classic abuser behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're talking about physical abuse, mental abuse, whatever. He is trying to separate this woman who has said no to him more than once from her support system, her friends, her family, like that's, this is literally like in the list. Like if you look up lists of signs of an abusive relationship, this is number three or four on the list usually because this is how abusers operate. And the fact that he brought her on a cruise to another country without any kind of consent from her to begin with And when she expresses, I really should, you know, get back to my people. And he's like, no, you don't have to because you got me. Yep. That's not okay. No. None of this is okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he always struck me as a a, a creepy guy. I mean, obviously they haven't shown him be physically abusive, but verbally he's, I mean, he's extremely controlling and he likes to dominate and possess people. And he doesn't really seem to, I'm not so sure he sees Jem as an actual unique individual and a person oh. I, I, he, she, he treats prize. her like an object it's a prize you're right you know he's like I, this is an object i must attain and i must own it 
And that is toxic. That is some toxic masculinity. Yeah. I mean, and just, you know, thinking back to the to what he said to her when he first met her, that she was, you know, the most perfect woman and he's the most perfect man. So they should just be together. Like as if it's some sort of formula. Like, oh, yes, you are this and I am this. Therefore, we belong together. Get in this car and let's go. We switch to Aja, who is wearing the most unfortunate outfit of her career. She says they expected Jem to return in a few days, but she didn't. Without her, there could be no new records, no new income. And then things got super bad. In a flashback, creditors are beating down Kimber's door at the office. She escapes out the window to Aja's office. Oh, my God. Aja dashes Kimber's hopes of Jerrica returning soon by showing her a postcard that has just arrived. It claims to be from Jem and says she's totally in love with Riot and has decided to stay with him forever and won't be coming back. And, oh, by the way, tell Rio... He'll have a special place in her heart. So as they were reading this, I was like, okay, you don't know your sister's handwriting because clearly Jim did not, you know, Jerrica, Jim slash Jerrica did not write this well, postcard. But she's, she says later that she does know Jim's handwriting, which means that Riot at right. like, somehow was able to make an approximation of Jem's handwriting. That's creepy. Yeah, and how I, I don't know, it made me question how did he get enough documents that he knew what her handwriting looked like? Um, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. Right, that's like, why it's creepy. Does he have, yeah, does he have her diary? Like, uh, Signed contracts aren't going to give all the information you need. To- He's the kind of guy that goes into like a woman's bathroom and like picks out strands of hair from her hairbrush and like puts it in his. Oh pocket. God! I'll save this for later. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> There's oh. no lie. Gem, oh my God! My beautiful gem, your hair is so precious. Yeah. Also, okay, but beyond the handwriting thing, here's the big problem that I have with this. Number one, Jerrica's been gone, they say, a few days. Maybe let's pretend that she's been gone a week, two weeks. This whole timeline is messed up. Right, the whole timeline makes no sense because they have these creditors who are literally outside Kimber's door screaming and she's like, oh, we can't wait till Jerrica comes back. Number one, if Jerrica doesn't show up, why don't people get paid? She has an assistant. She, you probably don't need Jerrica Benton's signature on a check. Like, just, you know, whatever. So basically what this is saying is that the business literally falls apart because nobody knows how to pay bills, how to do anything it's without Jerrica. It's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, like this they couldn't is real... cut any new albums. If it was a but... real company, I and mean, first of all, you have other people handling that. You have a finance department, a company... A, a record label this company has no finance department get the hell out right like there's five people working in starlight music and they're all the holograms like that's it like, well that's who you only see and i've never understood why they chose to do that it's it's yeah. it's a huge building it's a multi-story complex 
Where are these employees? I don't understand. Why right. can't I don't care if you don't want if you don't have the budget, don't have the time, it's not important. You don't have to make these employees actual characters. But can you not just at least, you know, freaking throw in a couple of people walking in a hallway or something? You know, make it look like it's staffed. Yeah. And then you can't, but then if you do that, you can't have ridiculous things like this, where like the entire thing falls apart because Jerick is gone. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. For three days. Right. And so she's gone for days or she's gone for weeks or whatever. Carter's beating down the door. And I'm just like, whatever. That makes no sense. But then Kimber and Aja taking what that postcard says at face value also makes no sense yeah it doesn't i mean wouldn't they at least suspect that hmm you know this seems incredibly irresponsible and possibly out of character for the person that we've known for all of our lives so my thought is maybe i mean just her running off with right it was out of character right so maybe they're just like well, who the hell knows what she's going to do now? She's she's completely like some kind of weird switch. Right. Something has flipped and she's just bizarro Jerrica now. She went through Maybe. the transporter and this is the mirror universe version. Something happened. Ooh, dark Jerrica. Dark Jerrica. But at the same time, also, this postcard comes from Jem, right? Nobody even goes like, why did she sign it Jem? Why did she say anything about the Starlight Foundation? Why didn't she say anything about my sister, my friends, my right. children? You know, like they just are like, oh, she's run off with right. This is terrible. We're in, we're in such big trouble. I'm like, they should have been on a plane to Mexico immediately. Being like, no, we got to go go find our friends. Something. Well, they up. can't. They have no money. It, they don't have any money later. <laughs> and they owe, go. They hold creditors. Right. But, you know, they don't have. Look, this is fake San Angeles. They could drive. To Mexico from there. Yeah. Yeah. There, no, no, no. It's just, this is a no. This And this fits into my theory that I'm going to talk about later. Now we get Pizzazz's side of the story. She's sitting in Jerrica's office, joyful and triumphant. She's done what Eric couldn't. Get Starlight Music for her own and humble the holograms. Without Jim and Riot, their bands dropped off the charts almost immediately, in fact. The Misfits were the only band making music, and Eric couldn't do anything but record and publicize them on Pizzazz's terms. They made a bunch of money and ruled the charts. That doesn't make any damn sense either. No. Overnight? Right. I did like, No. Also, Pizzazz is like, we were the only game in town. I'm like, I'm really sure that there are other bands. The Limp Lizards. I'm sure that the Limp Lizards are also recording music, unless Riot took their lead singer away as well you never know uh, you never know <laughs> he locked them in a closet <laughs> oh, God. this wasn't enough though knowing that starlight music was in trouble she had her father make a bid for the company in bankruptcy court a judge says that they owe too much money and either they sell to gabor or they sell all the company's assets which includes the mansion the Starlight Girls will be sent away to other foster homes. This is... That's uh, not how this works. Real no. tough situation. I mean, obviously, it's not realistic. No. And that's also like not how these things work. Because, okay, we're talking about bankruptcy court here. At the very beginning of this episode, Kimber says it started three months ago. So it's three months until, like, Jem runs away with Riot to the point where we're a, a little farther than we are right now. 
uh, with, um, you know, all the misfits being together. Bankruptcy takes a time. It takes a long time. There's no way that there was some bankruptcy court taking away, saying that they had to sell all their assets and stuff in like something like two months of Of not paying their bills. I'm sure most people know that, but it's a 20 minute cartoon. Come on. Well, I don't care. I think that that was dumb. Also, the assets of Starlight Music are not the mansion. The mansion is not owned by Starlight Music. If anything, the mansion is owned by Jerrica. Yeah, I think you're right. Because the mansion wasn't given to Starlight Music. The Gem and the Holograms won that mansion in a contest. How is it that we can remember these things? The people who wrote this stuff can't remember these things. Well, because they don't watch every single episode. They they get hired to write one episode, and then they go away and do another job. I guess. It, It can happen. Feeling like she has no choice, Kimber agrees to sell to Harvey Gabor. Now Pizzazz owns the music company, the foundation, the mansion, and 15 preteen girls. Well, nothing can go wrong with, with this situation. Absolutely nothing. <sighs> Tempest, was that your sigh? Do you have some things to say about this? I mean, just <laughs> what I already said. Just Absurd. It's absurd. But also, also that, that whole thing where the judge is like, well, you would have to sell the mansion. And she's like, well, what would happen to the foster girls? He's like, well, they have to go somewhere else. And then the foster girls are like, no, Kimber, don't do it. It's like basically children, first of all, quit yeah. that. You don't know what's at stake here. And right. also, yeah, that it, I'm still mad about that thing because the mansion is not an asset of Starlight Music. Well, hold on a second. I have a problem with, to me, the thing that bugs me the most is that the judge somehow figured that Pizzazz was a suitable caretaker taker, to take care of these 15 girls. Right. Like, and it, also it doesn't make any sense. If she would automatically be the person to take care of these children. Like, because, okay. I, here's another thing. I don't think that even if Starlight Music went into bankruptcy, that the Starlight Foundation would have anything to do with that. Because generally, foundations are separate entities from the you know for-profit institutions that maybe you know are their biggest donors, which is how this kind of thing would be set up. So it kind of doesn't make any sense that like she would just get the Starlight Foundation. And yes, as a judge, I feel like he should have been like, wait a minute, am I really putting the lives of these 15 preteen girls in the hands of this lady with this green hair? Yeah, that's not how that works. Yeah. Because the holograms and the stingers were all still under contract, Pizzazz forces them to all become misfits and they form a mega band, which is now at the top of the charts. The next song, which is a repeat song, I actually always like this. No, song. it's not. Wait, top of the charts is not a repeat. Saying that because I swear Why I've heard this the... song before, but it must be because... no. Oh, you know what it is. It, you know what it is. It's because now we're almost done season three, and these episodes are fresher in my mind. I remember uh, them more because it's at the tail end of the series, and that's why. Oh, uh, I see. Because yeah, I'm no, so this sorry. is. I mean, how can this be a repeat? I There's don't know. been no Misfits mega band before now. I don't know. That complex sound that includes seven guitars, two basses, <laughs> um, you know, a, a slew of keyboards. Yep. That, Good song. Okay, I really like, I like it. I like Top yeah. of the Charts a lot. The only thing I don't like about it is the fact that, like, they didn't even pretend to make an effort to make it sound like there was. 17 more people in this band than No, it sounds like the exact same number of overdubs right. or whatever they're doing. Right, you can hear some of the, the singers, the background voices like you, you, could, you hear more of the like holograms in there, but I I love this song because it's 
Pizzazz is so happy. She's so joyful. She's like, yeah, that's the top of the chart. She's just, she's, she's so thrilled. And um, it's actually, it's a pretty good song. I feel bad for all the, all everybody else though, because she, while she is dancing around the stage, she's like literally beating them up. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, welcome to Pizzazz. But now we know what all of that was about earlier. Why Kimber was wearing her influenced by Stormer outfit, and Roxy was going to okay, pick up Rhea. I see. I because see. Because they were going all going to rehearsal as the new misfits. <laughs> Back in the jungle, Jem is picking fruit, and Riot is building a hut. Riot tells us that this idyllic existence almost didn't come to pass. When the cruise ship pulled into the port of Mexico, Jem was surprised that they were in Mexico, even though Riot told her where they were going, and also surprised that it had been three days. How are you surprised it's been three days? Right? Like, that's my question. I mean... Were you in a coma? Well, so my experience of multi-day cruises is that... Um, you can just stay inside and not realize that the time is passing. Like there are ways that you can go about life on board where you don't go above decks and never see the light of day. Okay. So I can kind of see that. All Three right. days does seem like a stretch, but Fair enough. Jem flips out, saying she needs to get back, but calms herself when Ryan insists she needs to see him water ski. This works. I just, How I just, it actually work? works. I, what do you think about that, Tempest? I take it you're not happy with this. I just don't understand this woman. She literally, yeah. she's like, I gotta go, I gotta go. He's like, but you haven't seen me water ski. She's like, who did, are you good? Shut up, woman, get off the right. boat. Get, oh, God. She's an enigma. Sometimes you just never know what she's going to do. While out water skiing, Riot asks Jem if she's decided to be with him yet. She Ugh. once again tells him she has a boyfriend. Riot says he's better, faster, stronger than Rio. He's too stupid to even know he was part of Riot's perfect plan to get, a, to get Jem away from him. Once he reveals this plan to Jem, she is super angry and wants to go. Riot won't let her. They struggle over the controls of the boat and crash into the island. Okay. Uh, once again, once again, Riot is doing things that abusers do. Absolutely. Like the, like the thing that he did to, you know, Rio was part of his plan. He posed as a mechanic. Dude put on some cosplay, posed as a mechanic, pretend to fix Rio's van and didn't. How long has he been planning this? Well, I mean, clearly, because like he knew when the boat would be there. And I mean, maybe the concert was even part of this whole thing. Maybe Riot was like, hey, Jem, let's do a concert together on this specific day at this specific time. She was like, sure, Riot, that sounds like a good idea. So there's a lot of machinations involved in him getting her away from her people, insisting that she watch him perform feats of mas masculinity, and then being like, so now you got to be with me. Mm hmm such an abuser mm -hmm. this is terrible and then when she's like i want to go and he said no yeah it's wrong it is so so wrong <sighs> okay so before we move on because that's terrible 
there's more evidence here for my theory that I will reveal at the end of the episode. And that is when Riot gets back in the boat, you know, he's talking to Jem and he puts his towel around her head. Do you notice how that towel interacted with her hair? Like that towel pressed her hair down like it was real hair. And then Riot runs his fingers through her hair. None of that hair is real. That's true. Well, I mean, some of her hair is actually real. Well, some of it. But like the the part that basically I have I have a theory. So I'll just, we'll put a pin in that for now. Okay. I wondered when they got on board, I was like, well, obviously, you know, Jem is going to be okay because, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't need clothes necessarily. Although, you know, maybe a good idea in case there's some kind of glitch with Synergy. But, you know, like Synergy can change her outfits and whatever. Like she doesn't need to pack a bag with her, right? Except for uh, keeping up appearances. And the ships, at least now, maybe not in the 80s, but the ships provide like crummy shampoo in, and body wash, right? So so you're, you're okay from a hygiene changing clothes standpoint. But, but do they just spend a lot of money on the ship? Like she doesn't have, unless she stuffed a credit card in her bra or something, she doesn't have any money. I don't understand how she's on this cruise buying stuff you know clothes right, right like buying Credit clothes cards. and but did well, she stuff it in her bra she wasn't carrying a purse or a clutch or anything oh no riot bought everything oh riot bought everything. i mean i mean i feel like that was part of his plan he's like you uh, don't have any clothes to wear let me use my shipboard account to buy you these expensive expensive designer knockoff mm. ridiculousnesses where we're Super, going yeah. we don't need okay. clothes oh my god <laughs> Well, okay, so in the next scene, they're both uh, thrown from a high-speed vehicle, but they're absolutely fine. And then Riot, breaking the fourth wall, tells the audience that it's going to be perfect there. Right, and that's, here's a really weird thing. Riot breaks the fourth wall in the past. Like, he's telling the story, and then he breaks the fourth wall in the story to talk to the audience. And then Jem wakes up, and she's like, who are you talking to? I'm like, what is happening? It makes no sense. This whole episode is so weird. It is weird. In the present, Minx and Rapture whine about how they miss Riot because he was everything to them. Guys, mm-hmm. what, Aline, explain it to me. What is going on with Minx and Rapture? I I don't know. I've been trying to figure out Minx and Rapture They're very all close. They, have, they form a bond. But, but they literally are like, uh, I just can't live without him ever since i first saw him i knew that my entire world would revolve around him and now he is gone like ladies first of all i mean that's an awful lot of devotion to have for a person and interestingly enough it's also a lot of devotion to have for a person that you are not fucking yeah he seems to have a a, a, an impact on women it's like he's like a cancer (laughs) <laughs> I was gonna say, oh, okay, long last, long lasting pheromones that cause some kind of long term illness in women. I don't, I don't know. It is very odd. The whole everybody falls over riot thing is really disturbing to me, and kind of this continued like enrapturedment, enraptured whatever of of riot is i i just think it's really creepy riot is a creepy character he's he's abusive he's got this weird effect 
on people for some reason. It's because and, he, it's because he can be charming, and there are people like that. There are rock stars. There have been rock stars that are charming that get groupies all the time and stuff like that, and they're not not particularly I, nice people, but they can be sure. charming and, and just enough charm enough of the time to rope some more weak-willed people in that can't that have but a hard time getting out. But it's like this instantaneous weird thing. It's okay, like, well, that part, I mean, obviously, there's, there's, you know, you got to let go a little bit because it's it's a cartoon, but. Nope. Nope. Alex, nope. have you met us? <laughs> nope. No. Don't let it go. Don't let it go. Mm-mm. Because she's right. Like, it's just, it's all really weird. And, and, and abusive. It's an abusive. Yeah. I think if he weren't abusive, I wouldn't care so much. But there, there's this, this rosy tinted film over abuse and i i'm not okay with that part of it minx is especially pissed because rio does nothing but stare at jem's postcard all day minx finally tells him jem didn't even send that postcard when the holograms ask what you talking about willis Minx shows them the little R <laughs> in a circle on the card. Riot is so egotistical oh that he can't help but sign everything. Only now do they all realize that wherever Jem may be, she might not want to be there. So they run off to Mexico to find her. Oh, they go now? Right. Like, only now. And and also, it's been almost three months now, right? And why is Minx just now mentioning this fact? Especially since she's like, oh, Ryan, I can't live without him. Well, you know where they are. Go get him. Mm. You think yeah, Jem and uh, Riot uh, did it? Yes. Unfortunately, I really, really do. And it's, it's making me really sad right now. Because, like, they oh, were Jim. on that island for three months, okay? And uh, she, I... Okay, I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a warning on it right now. I'm gonna put a trigger warning on this for discussions of sexual assault. You can skip ahead 30 seconds if you do not want to hear me say this. But quite honestly, I am am of the mind that Riot probably roofied her and also coerced her into sex while they were there. I really, really feel that way because like that's just how creepy all this is. Especially, I mean, I know Aline, we were talking about like you know, she didn't know she was on the ship for three days. She's like, what? And and there are things to explain that. But the thing that came to my mind was, did he roofie her? Is that why she doesn't know how many days it's been? I, I just, hadn't considered that. He is just so terrible. <laughs> I just, I can't. And, and it's really weird because, like I said, I don't really remember certain aspects of this episode. Like, I remember him, like, you know, doing the thing with the boat. And so they had to crash on an island, whatever. But, like, that whole thing, like, just the things that he says to her, I'm like, you are just the worst. Mm-hmm. he is just the worst and it's really really upsetting pizzazz is left behind and is about to be mad about it when the starlight girls inform her that she needs to buy them school clothes after all these months pizzazz finally comes to realize that being a foster mom is more than just having cricket partners there is so much money going to clothes and books and food she doesn't even know where to start Eric appears and agrees to help them. Once he's spent days on the calculations, he tells the misfits that Starlight Music is more in debt than before thanks to the money holes that are children. So, I had real questions about where they were buying clothes. I don't believe this for a second. It's it like, was like... Yeah, it's like, did they spend millions? $15,000 on clothes. 
And I was like, you were clearly shopping at the wrong places. That's true. But I also thought that that was kind of part of Ashley's plan. Because, you know, Ashley has a little moment where she turns to the audience. She's like, we're not going to deal with this. So I think that Ashley, in addition to being like, pizzazz, you have to buy us clothes, was like, if you don't take us to, you know, Neiman Marcus or, you know, whatever. I can't even remember what the fancy, you know, stores were back in the day. But if you don't take us to this place to buy clothes, we're going to tell them that you're not clothing us properly. Or even since pizzazz doesn't have any you know, sense of what things cost anyway, because she was raised rich and nobody ever like puts any boundaries yeah. on her. Maybe Pizzazz was like, well, we have to go to such or such store to get you clothes because that's where you go to buy clothes. And they're the clothes that cost like 50 million, $11,000. So yeah. In Mexico, Rio and the others trace Riot and Jem to the place where they rented the boat. The guy who did the renting says the Coast Guard told him they were lost at sea. Rio finds a cluster of small islands on a map that are near where Jim and Riot were last seen. Everyone hops in a boat to search. I have questions. Yeah. What are your questions, Tempest? My question is, if the Coast Guard knew that they were missing, why didn't the Coast Guard go look for them? Yep, that was my question too. It, It clearly wasn't hard to find them. They were last seen here. There's some islands. Let's go drive around those islands and maybe call some people's names. Oh, look, there's a broken boat on the beach. Perhaps those people who are missing are there. They must have been corrupt Coast Guard people. And then the guy who rented the boat doesn't even seem concerned that his boat, which I'm sure costs, you know, some money, is just gone. You know, even he didn't send the Coast Guard out to look for them. I mean, you know, if you're running a boat rental thing, then the boats that you have, I mean, yeah, they're covered by insurance, but you do still have to prove that something happened to the boat. To insurance, I assume. Why wasn't that guy like, they took my boat and they never returned. It was very sad. And so I sent the Coast Guard out to look for them. But nobody cared. Nobody cared that two international rock stars disappeared while on a boat. Yep. Rio and Minx find the island where Jim and Riot are right away. But as they come up upon the hut and hammocks and see Jem lounging as if she has no worries, Rio thinks that she does want to stay there after all so he turns around to go minx is having none of this she's not going to go back to work for pizzazz she announces herself tells jim where rio is and ruins everything for riot elaine explain to the audience what is wrong with everything that just happened because i can't (laughs) so oh my god okay so let's start with rio making assumptions like, oh, it's maybe probably the middle of the day. It's presumably pretty hot. She is resting in the heat of the day, which is a pretty typical thing to do if you're outside without air conditioning. Why Why is your first assumption like, oh, she obviously wants to be here? She, ah. Right? Right? Just like, what do you, what did you expect? Did he really expect her to be like tied to that tree? Right. And, and they've been there for months at this point like maybe she's done being curled up in a ball sobbing because she is stranded and she's accepted that this is what her life is now although we have seen no evidence that they have tried to get help but you know that's whatever we don't know we haven't been there yeah i just rio just automatically i don't understand why you want to be in a relationship where you automatically assume that that you were unwanted and unlo- unloved and un, I don't know, um, 
that you're like an afterthought always. And that's what Rio does. And why? Why are they together? Why? Ah. Yep. I mean, yep. Mm-hmm. I'm so salty that when Mick shows up and she's like, hey, right. It's like, what are you doing here? Get out. You're ruining everything. It's like, sir, you're going to run out of those palm fronds. And when hurricane season comes, that little hut that you built is not going to stand up. <laughs> I think maybe yeah. you could just be glad that somebody came and found your stupid butt. So Riot and Rio have their typical dick waving contest over Jim. Because she chased after Rio. Uh, yeah. She's like, Rio. Like, oh God, I hate you. She finally puts a stop to it saying she is not something to be fought over and will do as she chooses. She chooses to go home. This would be powerful, except Jem could have gone home months ago and did not. She didn't. And I'll tell you why. Where is Synergy? Right. Uh, satellite interference or uh, the satellite signal does not reach <laughs> to that island, unfortunately. But she kept her pink uh, hair. But she kept that hologram. She was she was stuck on. So this is see even this Synergy is, is so mad she does not want to respond. <laughs> so here's the thing. This this all like feeds into the evidence that I have for my theory that I keep mentioning. But yeah, you know, okay. So Jer- Jerica didn't return whatever. And then they get this postcard, but nobody questions it. But then nobody goes into the room where Synergy is and just says, Synergy, can you maybe contact Jem and ask her why she won't come back? Because we have a problem here and you're the only one who can contact her now. Synergy didn't, you know, Synergy is supposed to be mom, like the replacement for mom. Synergy didn't say, Jerica, can we think about the fact that you have not asked me to call for help or to get you off this island? You ran off with some people and you didn't tell anybody where you're going. I, I feel like maybe there should be some, like, do something. Has Synergy just been like taking a nap? She's like, I'm gonna keep the hologram up, but I'm gonna snooze over here for the next three months because nobody needs me. She was doing a database uh, maintenance occupied. <laughs> Days. Back in the boat with the others, Jem is happy to be getting back. Rio stole the spark plug from the boat the Stingers are using, and Riot forces Minx and Rapture to row back to Mexico. Wait a second right. here. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. That it's would not all, be possible. It's all just so like... Uh, and And here's the other thing is... Okay, so when they get back in the world, she's like, oh, I'm so happy. And they're like, well, Riot's going to be coming back too. And he's like, well, maybe not. But, you know, they're going to row. They're going to come back, whatever. And also just like stranding people out there, like that's kind of rude. They, they're going to die. You know, I just, yeah. I just on the 11 o'clock like, news, two rock stars right. are found, you know, two bodies washed up on shore. No, three bodies because three. Well, maybe, maybe Minx would have just been like, F all of you and, and left. So, yeah, that, like that was the completely shady McShaderson of Rio. But, and, and I also feel like, Rio, you won. Like, literally, when they had that dick-waving contest mm-hmm. and Riot said, I won't let you take her off this island. And, oh, by the way, once again, super abuser. Like, he's like, I won't let you. Excuse me. I mean, Jem says it. You know, she's like, I can do what I choose. But still, like, the fact that Riot even said that, dear God. Um, 
but like so you won she chose to go away with you could you just leave it alone but no we can't leave it alone because they're terrible people and so they have to be punished i guess back at the mansion the starlight girls are making life miserable for pizzazz they're acting out being the worst small children in the history of small children when Jerrica storms in the door, insisting she will win back everything, even if she has to go back to the highest court in the land, Pizzazz surprises her by saying, I'm so glad you're back. Take these badass kids. Take the music company, too. I'm free. Okay. Um, yeah. That was easy, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Don't you feel like that was a little bit easy, Aline? It was it was easy, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, now that Jerrica has has rearrived, can we talk a little bit about how this whole episode of been like Gemma's gone, Gemma's gone? They've mentioned, you know, oh Jerrica's gone too. There's been no discussion of where Jerrica went. They right. know. I wondered. They know where Jem went. Jem got on a boat with Riot. W what do they think? Where do they think they? That Jerrica went. Like, even Rio is like, Jem, Jem. It's like, your other girlfriend is missing too. Did you not notice that? Yeah. I mean, you know, because, like, yes, all the holograms know that Jem and Jerrica are the same person, blah, blah, blah. Why is no one else worried about where Jerrica went or what the implications are that Jem went missing and Jerrica went missing at the same time? Well, they're clearly all horrible people. I mean, though, uh, Rio at least should have been like, Where's Jerrica, though? He's too busy trying to fix yeah, the broken van. Oh, the, the riot sabotaged. Did did we mention that? And I... Yeah. Yeah, no, we talked about... He yeah, sabotaged. okay. Riot okay. and sabotaged. Oh, my God, Riot. Okay. Eric makes a token effort at wanting to own Starlight Music until he realizes it means owning small children protected by labor laws. They both run away, <laughs> and everything goes back to normal immediately. And, of course... All's right with the world. And this is a repeat song. Ugh. Yes. Yeah, which they do sometimes. Well, sometimes. From time to time. Yeah, every episode. Plus this season. So, hasn't it been? It, yeah, just this season, it's been every episode that they've done a repeat. Except for, like, maybe one. Homeland Heartland, I think. It didn't have a repeat from an earlier episode. It had a repeat from earlier in the episode. But... Yeah. <laughs> And this so, is this is actually what I just realized now. This is why I was confused because this was the song I was thinking was the repeat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah, one. I got them, got them mixed up. So I, I do want to mention one thing from the video is that how at the beginning of the video they put on all their same outfits that they were wearing at that concert, the concert that started all this mess. They put on all the same outfits, uh -huh. and Jim has that super cute floofy dress, and they get a wrecking ball. And they they smash the wrecking ball into the billboard that has the misfits like mega band thing on it. Just like earlier in the episode where Pizzazz took a wrecking ball to the big gem and the hologram sign that's on top of that building. And I know that this is a nitpick and I know that this is like silly to bring up. But every time they do that, I'm like, are there people on the street? Because all the shards of that are uh -huh. just just falling just down wherever. Like y'all didn't put up scaffolding or nothing. That's dangerous, and we should not be encouraging children to do such things. Agreed. And that's really all I have to say so about the song. So I'm I, ready for your theory. What? Oh, do go ahead, Alex. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say that is the end of this episode, is it not? Yeah, it Basically, ends on this yeah. song. Like yeah. everything goes back to the way it was immediately, so, and they sing a song about it. Closing thoughts. All right. 
this is my theory. My theory is that when Jem got the call from Rio that his van was broken down and that he couldn't come set up the concert and she tried to set up the concert herself, there's, you know, the the holograms help Jem to to move a giant speaker. And we see Shayna, you know, whispering like, oh, I just don't know, you know, how much more stress she could take. And then the scene ends. I think actually what happened was that speaker fell on Jem because they, they were right because they were all like ladies in fancy dresses wearing heels trying to move a giant speaker. I think the speaker fell on Jem and she was knocked unconscious and they were like, oh, crap. And they took Jem to a hospital and Jem dreamed this entire thing because this episode makes no sense. It makes no sense that Synergy was not called upon. The Synergy did not take it upon herself to be like, Jem, what are you doing? It makes no sense that nobody noticed that, that nobody who noticed that Jerrica was gone thought it was weird that both Jerrica and Jem disappeared randomly. Nobody noticed, or, and, and like the fact that Riot's towel was interacting with Jem's hair as if it was real hair. And, and also like, in general, if they were having sex, like they were on island for, for three months or whatever together, and they were probably having sex during it, that Riot wouldn't have noticed that Jem's hair wasn't real and said, wait a minute, what's going on here? And that she would have had to explain to him what was going on with her. Also, the like the weird whining uh, that, that Minx and Rapture were doing, just like, I, I can't believe that that is real characterization. The fact that the business falls apart immediately without Jerrica, which I feel like is kind of what Jerrica really thinks would go on in life is if she wasn't there, everything would fall apart because nobody knows how to do anything but her, which is why she takes on so much responsibility and that everything would fall apart. Like that's just, that's so, like that's such a Jerrica attitude. And and yeah, like in less than three months, Starlight Music goes entirely bankrupt and they have to sell to Jerrica's worst enemy in ridiculous circumstances and bankruptcy court that makes no sense. And then of course that she gets back, they go into the house immediately and all of her problems are solved because Pizzazz is like, nope, I'm out. Peace out. I got to go. These children are driving me crazy. Bye. You can have it all back. Problem solved. This was not actually anything that, that happened in the real world of Gem and the Holograms, which is a real world. I'm convinced. Mm, it was that's all an interesting theory. a concussion dream that Jerrica had because a speaker fell on her. I accept your headcanon. It's the only thing that makes sense. It's the only way any of this makes sense. You've been listening to the Gemcast on Hologram Radio. I'm Alex Knight here with Aline Sims as always. And you should uh, follow Aline on Twitter. You can find her at A-L-E-E-N and subscribe to her podcast at relay.fm forward slash L-T-O-E, which stands for less than or equal, which is also available on iTunes, pretty much everywhere else. Google Play, I assume. Anywhere where you can find podcasts. You can find her writing at aleanmean.com and, of course, support app camp for girls which is a great cause you can go to the ios app store and search app camp for girls and buy the app to support them i'm also joined by k tempest bradford science fiction fantasy author who has a lovely podcast called the right gear where she interviews writers and discusses their process and all the nerdy things they use to get their work done. 
You can find that at hologramradio.org forward slash the right gear. And you can check it out on Twitter, right gear cast. That's W R I T E gear cast. You can also head up to ktempestbradford.com, check out her blog, subscribe to her YouTube channel. Subscribe to all the things, because we love her. And as far as this podcast is concerned, the single best way to show your support for what we do here is to become a regular donator, and you can do that today by heading up to patreon.com forward slash hologram radio. Donate a buck. Donate two bucks. Even a dollar a month makes a big difference, and that helps us cover our fixed costs here like paying our servers, our hosting fees, all that sort of stuff here, so we can keep doing what we do here and uh, do some other cool stuff after this series is done, which, by the way, is coming to a close soon. We are getting to the tail end of Season 3, which, unfortunately, is the last of Gem. But we have plans. We have plans of maybe doing podcasts about the comics and also maybe seeing if we could do some interviews with people who worked on Gem and the Hologram. So we won't be going, we won't be weekly once we get through all the episodes, but we'll still be around a little bit. Subscribe to the podcast and iTunes to ensure you get every new episode each and every week. And if you are in iTunes, please take a moment to give us a review. Hopefully it's a good one. And if you do that, we will mention your name on a future episode of this podcast. What else does that do? Well, that generates some goodwill, makes us feel good, and it also helps push our podcast up in the ranks, that is the iTunes chart ranks, and more and more Gem fans can find our show. You can follow us on Twitter. We're at Gem Podcast, Gem Podcast on Facebook. Check out us on instagram as well pretty much everywhere well that is it for this week ladies and gentlemen until next time show's over synergy